do you, do you, Ron, do you all just, do you just play theater games nonstop? Like, if I was in the business, if I was in the industry, I would just be playing, like, Zip Zap Zop and all kind of, like, Freeze and all those classic sort of theater games that you would get together and play at your cool, like, a cast party for Joseph and the Amazing Technicolor Dreamcoat. Is it just like <laughs> that, like, all the time? Um, For some of the theater nerds, for sure, especially the musical theater nerds that, or in Hollywood, they're just a bunch of real dorks running around um, doing games and just going back and forth singing their favorite uh, show tunes back at each other. It's um, it's real cute, and then sometimes if it's too early in the day on set, it's very annoying. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> are, are there like levels of like nerd? Like, are there like zip zap up people? But then they're like, oh, I'm a Sanford Meisner person. Like, you know, like your hair is brown just over and over again. Who is getting their shit kicked out of them? Yeah. <laughs> is it me? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's always going to be you. You know. That. <laughs> uh, I mean, I know nobody's getting beat up. Everybody's an adult. <laughs> there might be there's some eye rolling. Is the eye rolling the worst you can like, do? Yeah, you got go up, really took it to your own personal history. <laughs> <laughs> mm. Yeah, I mean, I'm the one doing the eye rolling. Yes, for hell sure. yeah. Um, but also, people roll their eyes at me. I'm a stand up comedy nerd, so we, we all have our things, our crosses to bear. Mine is my deep religious streak as evidence by my <laughs> use of metaphor. Yeah. <laughs> Yours is his actual cross. <laughs> <laughs> I know the best game of the week. My name is Christopher Thomas Plant, and I know the best game of the week. My name is Russ Frushick, and I know the best game of the week. I, we usually like then do a little bit of preamble, but I feel like Ron, you have been on the show enough times that you should just do your own. You should do your I intro. Know my best best game of the week. My name is Ron Funches, and I think it's a little egotistical to assume that I know what the best game of the week <laughs> is. I know what's good for me, and I can present it to you. Ron, are you implying that we can't precisely determine what, what is the, the best, best and worst for every single person on the planet Objectively? Because that's sort of the I, whole premise of the podcast, Ron. I, when I said <laughs> go ahead and introduce, I didn't mean like unravel unspool the whole conceit of the podcast. It does like, make me glad we didn't go with the original title, which is We Know You Better Than You Know You. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's a lofty goal. I, 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 I appreciate it. I don't, But yeah, that's what I do. I undo people's whole universes as soon as I come on to things. It's, you, I mean, you should just avoid me. At all. <laughs> We've, we come to expect it. This is the Besties show we talk about the latest and greatest in home interactive entertainment. It's a video game club. And just by listening, you, my friend, are a member. That's the best I've done that. That's the best crushed. I have. I'm proud of you. Sort of, I really liked it. I really followed in the footsteps of my forebears on that one. Uh, this week, we're joined by Ron Funches, frequent guest on the show. And we're going to be talking about Warhammer 40,000, the 40,000th Warhammer game. 
that they also gave the subtitle Dark Tide. Now, Chris, if people haven't played the first 39,999 Warhammer games, can you sort of give a basic lay of the land of what we're talking about here? This is different than a lot of them. This isn't a real-time strategy game. This isn't a tabletop game. It's a lot like Left 4 Dead with a little splash of Destiny. If you played Warhammer 40,000 Vermintide, which is actually the 40,000th game and this is a sequel to the 40,000th game. They, oh, they basically so it's got, like Final Fantasy see, 13 2 situation. Exactly. They got to 40,000, and they're like, we can't do better than this. You know, yeah, we've hit the a ceiling. nice round number. Uh, <laughs> we're going to talk more about Dark Tide, which is, please Christ, what we will call the game for the rest of this episode uh, right after this. This episode of The Best of These is sponsored by Aura Frames. All right, so... You know, there are a number of people in your life that are not necessarily the most technologically savvy. I'm sure immediately names jump to your mind. Those are the sorts of people that you would say, oh, maybe they would want a digital picture room in their house, but they wouldn't necessarily be able to like set it up and get it working and add new pictures and stuff like that. That is where Aura Frames comes in. It's a digital picture frame that allows you to basically upload any photos that you have directly to the frame. You don't need them to do any work. In fact, you could even set it all up before they even open the box. You have the account set up. You just have to connect it to their Wi-Fi. And once that's done, everything happens over the internet. So you can add new photos, you can do whatever you want, and it all works completely smoothly. I set it up for my grandmother, who's 95 years old. I set it up for my mom, who's 70 years old. And they both love their Aura frames and they love seeing the pictures and new photos of the family all being added without them having to do anything. So I'd highly recommend it. I'm really, really happy with it. And right now, you can save on the perfect gift that keeps on giving by visiting AuraFrames.com. For a limited time, listeners can get $20 off their best-selling frame with code BESTIES. That's A-U-R-A frames.com, promo code BESTIES. Terms and conditions apply. Uh, I didn't play I didn't play Vermintide. And so I don't really? know if I'm the best person. Uh, yeah, I didn't never never dipped into it. I have it down. I own it. It's just one of my shameful backlog games. So I don't know if I'm the best person to start no. this discussion. But I, I will say that Dark Tide is a fun and good game. Well, let me before we do that, Ron, yeah. noted nerd that you are. I think we're all mm. nerds, but certainly you are also a nerd. Wow. Do you have any connection to Warhammer as a franchise? Like, we know, you know, what's his, you know, freaking Geralt went out there and made a huge stink about how much he loves Warhammer. What about you? What are you talking about? He's talking about Superman. When I, you yeah, know, Superman Super- loves Warhammer. Okay. I did not know that. Um, for, to me, it's almost the opposite. Warhammer, I've been aware of it, but it, it's almost like when I see uh, S- Sam's Club or Great Value <laughs> on a, a <laughs> two liter of soda, you know, where I'm like, okay, this is like the off brand of a different game that I would play. And so, what I, is the on brand? Uh, well, for this game, for for Dark Tide, it would be like you guys said, Left for Dead. Or oh yeah, yeah. In particular, I feel this game has a lot of um, reminds me of a lot of Remnant from the Ashes and how heavy. Oh wow. It, wow. it feels and the um, enemy aggressiveness and how um, 
just the difficulty spikes that it has. I really enjoyed Remnant from the Ashes. Yeah, I like that game a lot. I, I, I will say the enemies are very aggressive in this game. It really put me off. The enemies will come at you so hot and heavy and fast. I feel like Warhammer for me, Dungeons and Dragons, when I was like in high school and thought I was too cool for anything, Dungeons mm. and Dragons was the thing where I was like, yeah, I play video games literally. I play EverQuest nonstop, but at least I'm not playing Dungeons and Dragons like a real, like a real nerd would. But then obviously I do that professionally now, but Warhammer is still like that sure. next echelon that I can look up and be like, I can't like... That yeah, it's like before I play, I have to paint these things. Yeah. What is going on? Um. That seems like a lot of work. I, it also, this game started with so much preamble and like, you have to like pick your, I don't know, what planet you were born on and, and how you were raised, whether your parents were supportive or not. And <laughs> there's all sorts of like mythos names for like cybernetic ninja space priest yeah and i have no idea i'm sure there are people that are like very jazzed about picking a background for the i don't know what the hell they're talking yeah about. it's a lot it asks a lot of you with a literally almost like a 12 step character creation process that could like the words it was using seemed like fake words someone would come up with if they tried to describe the Warhammer franchise without having played it. So we're, we're, we're dunking on Warhammer, but I do want to, I want to give them a little bit of love because it doesn't feel like they snuck up on all of us in terms of just making good things. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, uh, you know, like I, I, I agree. I have no a special love for this. It, it, uh, few game titles have like a smell to them. Warhammer <laughs> does. Yeah. Um, what is that smell? Oh man, I don't. I, I, Rusky. Ron, yeah, Ron. Do you? Can you describe it? I know that it smells like the inside of a Jack in the Box. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. What time of day is it? Oh, it's late. it's late. It's late. It's late. It's late. <laughs> you still got this. So you. So in some ways, it's good. You smell a little bit of the milkshake. You, you're like, "Ooh, I smell the tacos frying." But then you're also like, that, that, a baby took a shit here?" <laughs> <laughs> like six hours ago. Um, <laughs> yeah, but they released like just four four games for Warhammer 40k just this year, and that's not getting into like the other Warhammer games. They're just wildly productive in, yeah. in terms of like how much stuff to get out. Anyway, this one, I want to talk about Vermintide really quick. Vermintide Left 4 Dead is the obvious comparison, but a lot more melee. And this feels like somewhere in between Vermintide, which mm, yeah. is like I guess kind of like high dark fantasy, and um, the future world where you're obviously going to have a lot more guns. So you can play a class, like the monk class, which I took, that is very, very melee heavy. Or you can play just kind of like a soldier. Or you can play as a wizard who makes people's heads pop. Um, I, there's it, there's a little bit more variety. Not to say there isn't Vermintide, but I, I felt it out, here more. You left out my favorite class, the one I... Oh, big dude. I, I tried all the classes. The only one I liked is the Ogren Skull Skullbreaker, I think is what it's called. <laughs> sure. Uh, that's, <laughs> they may not be that. You, you got to understand, in Warhammer, everything's got skulls in it. <laughs> and they are being shattered and broken. And the, the grim, dark sort of aesthetic of this game is like, and I, from what I understand, like Warhammer 
originated a lot of that stuff. It could not do less for me. Um, but the Ogryn Skullbreaker is about eight times the size of the other classes that you can play as, and uh, is is just a just like a a bull in a china shop. Only all the china is filled with like brain meat and stuff like that. Uh, it's it's a lot of fun. But like Russ sort of suggested, there is a much heavier. Uh, almost games as service RPG element to mm-hmm. Dark Tide as opposed to a uh, a Left 4 Dead. I guess Back for Blood might be a better comparison since it weaved some of that stuff. Yeah. Uh, it didn't in, really have a lot. Of, oh, it did have classes, right? It had it had uh yes, cards. and it had like the cards that you could dr- mm, you know yep. uh, collect to sort of have your own. Th- there are builds in this game. Uh, that are determined by like the weapons you take in and the unique like blessings that those weapons have on them and curios and perks and there, there's there's uh, a lot of ways to make your character your own. Ron, where do you normally gravitate towards like class wise? Do you go like glass cannon or? Well, I went with the wizard who could pop people's heads off. That's what I did too. Because I thought that would be so fun, and it sounded like a good thing. And, and I mean, it was basically like you're a cybernetic ninja, who, like, you know, and I thought that was real fun. However, I found that the enemies, particularly, like, there's always such a big group, and they tend to move at you in such a, like, straight line that I... The, the ability to pop people's heads off seems very um, rare for me to be, actually be able to use. Also, you get very sleepy when you pop heads off. Mm-hmm. Makes sense. You can't do it too many times. He's like Grogu. He like wants to pass out after a, t- a couple times. Yeah, it was. Um, yeah, so I ended up mostly just stay, sticking to the melee and trying to upgrade my my guns as quick as possible. Um, one thing that I'm always gonna try to point out and enjoy is that um, I. Really really like the character creation in in the game besides how obtuse it is yeah and the fact that i didn't understand what my choices were until a little bit after i'd already made them um but um i always love a, a game that allows me to have more than two black hairstyles if you got anything more than an afro and cornrows i've gotta say give you props and that game has some of the best hair overall but definitely as far as black hair and different curls and patterns it's killing it and i yeah, appreciate that's awesome. that the char- yeah the the aesthetic character creation stuff is great the like choose your I was a muck harvester until the great conscription of <laughs> uh, the good news is like all of those decisions that you make have like virtually no bearing on the game itself. It's just like the dialogue that will come out at first. Okay, oh, does yeah. it come later? I I don't, I don't know. I just I, the game is big enough that I I would not be so positive. I, I I don't know. I could be wrong. I could be wrong. I could be wrong. So far, I've I've played I'm up to like level. I think I'm like. 12 or something like that uh i it it is it is largely flavor based but we were uh, the the rpg stuff i will say and this is like my one big complaint about the game i love running around a big group of four people and just just decimating every you know uh kind of zombie-esque person fascist goblin basically fascist goblin that stands in my way um (laughs) It, that 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 part is like firing on all cylinders. The RPG stuff is like way too slow f- for me. Like the uh, missions in this game mm. last about a half hour, I would say on on average, at minimum for me. Yeah, yeah. Your your mileage may vary. They are big. Anytime you go into a mission, it is a big 
undertaking and um, the mission design is great. You're doing lots of different kinds of stuff. Sometimes you're uh, like running from place to place, scanning for, you know, different, uh, you know, viruses or whatever. Uh, there, there's like huge bosses and mini bosses and, uh, you know, the equivalent of like the special zombies in, in Left 4 Dead. Um, all that stuff is really great. But then when you finish a mission, it's like, okay, here's the points that you get towards the next rank up. And mm. a lot of the time it's going to take you a few missions to do a rank up. And for at least the beginning of the game, like that's how you are unlocking your new weapon classes and uh, stuff like that. There's also like plenty of currencies for you to collect and spend in the sort of like hub world. But, uh, but I don't, I don't really play games so much these days that require like a huge time commitment in big chunks. And this game does require that of you. And to finish a mission and not like really get anything cool uh, to, to speak of out of it is, uh, is it was pretty disappointing basically every time that it that it happened. Um, well, I'd I, say I, even more so, and I agree with you just because I'm very, usually pretty busy and I find myself mostly headed towards quick bursts. I, I've been playing a lot of, um, you know, Game Boy games recently because I can put them up and put them down and get, get a little fun and, and, and move on. Um, and for this game, for every, like you said, every level to be at least a half hour or so, I found to be my biggest issue with the game. Yeah. I wish that there was more variety in that, that they could, that some of the missions were quicker, 10 minute, 15 minute missions, mm. especially in the beginning to kind of on wrap you onto the game. Um, I, because I love some of the things that they do. I think that some other games can take stylistically how they present information from the loading screen and going into the mission where you you and your team are on that tram and they're basically giving you a rundown of what you're going to be doing on that level. And I thought that was really immersive and I enjoyed that part of the game. But like you said, playing for a half hour and getting not enough to level up was... Um, disappointing and even more disappointing is sometimes if you play for 25 minutes with three people in a rando and then you die right before the end of the mission oh. and you're like oh my god i wasted 25 minutes <laughs> yeah. to not get even get through it or or even yeah. worse this happened to me uh i think just once but boy howdy did it suck the moon out of the sky uh i i got a like a hard crash uh, like right before the boss fight of a mission, and that I I don't I don't I think I put the game down for a couple days after that because that's like if you're if you're going to ask that much of a player, you gotta give them something for it at, at the very least, like not crash and let them finish the thing. It was uh that that was really frustrating. Techni technically speaking, I've had some issues with this game. Uh, like in terms of, I, I, I forget what, I have like a 2080 Ti or so, I forget the exact, uh, graphics card I have, but it's like, it's fine to run basically anything else. This game does not run great. Whenever there's lots of, uh, like enemies swarming me, the frame rate dips are pretty, pretty dramatic, I would say. And unfortunately, there's almost always lots and lots and lots of enemies coming at you. So it was a pretty consistent problem for me i don't know if you guys had the same experience yes 
I did as well. I mean, I my graphics card's a little bit newer than yours, but it's definitely pushing it to the point where my computer we're, sounded like a fucking jet engine. Yeah. Um, we're hitting, like, and, the point with graphics card. They're like uh, iPhones, right? Like, once you're behind two generations, it's like somebody flips a switch just to make sure that you upgrade. It feels yeah, like... but it it's feels weird. Nefarious. You can, like... You can still, like... You know, I, I know people have figured out a way to run this on Steam Deck, and it runs at 30 frames per second, but, like... You can still run it. It looks okay. Like, you have to lower the settings, but I don't know. I just think 4K is overrated. So, like, fucking run stuff at 800p. Who cares? I get that. That's uh, that's fair, but also, like, everything else. Like, I've been replaying Elden yeah. Ring, and that game is fucking gigantic. And yeah. it runs like a dream and looks amazing. Like, this, it's it's a it must be an optimization I- y- yeah. issue. Dark Tide's not on console, right? It's only PC, I think. Is I that know. right? I'm pretty sure. Uh, which if, if oh no, it's on it's on Xbox Series X. So mm, that's yeah. basically a no excuse. Oh oh no 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 never mind. The port is not out yet, so that would explain oh. why why there's like some bad optimization. Um, I just have to state on my end though, I didn't run into any technical issues. Wh- what do you got running over there? I still you running have on? a 3080. Yeah, that'll nice. do it. That'll do it. But yeah, I don't know. I mine is yeah not quite there, but close. And I, I, I want to offer a counterpoint. I, I want to talk about a positive thing here. All of this is true. Then the music gets really loud, the and you music. get surrounded by things, and you start just blasting them, and like none of what you're all are talking about matters in that <laughs> no. moment. None of huh. it. None of it matters. It's maybe. It's probably my favorite game soundtrack of the year, and I would also yes. say I don't know that I've ever heard a game soundtrack like it before it is the dopest like uh synth synth wave slash like monastic choral chant music <laughs> uh and every time it is uh it is very well sort of like orchestrated to the action of of each mission uh it is a genuine treat every time it comes on which is great because like for me the feel of this game is you know when it's running good uh, is like the best thing about it, and the best thing of about this this genre. Those moments in in a in a Left for Dead where you and your teammates are just like up against the wall and mm. having to dig your way out of it. Uh, this game does that really well, and it does it to a phenomenal soundtrack. Um, I don't know who made it. I don't know who did the. Yeah, the I'm not sure. That. Ron, you you're a fan of Left for Dead, right? Mm-hmm. And how do you think this compare? What is your like? How do you think this compares to Left 4 Dead? Um, well, I mean, to me, Left 4 Dead itself is just like a snapshot in time, right? Yeah. It was like right at the perfect time of the zombie wave. It was yeah. fast. It was um, visceral. And so it's like you go back and even play it now and you're like, okay, I remember that you see the bones of how good it is. But you're like, oh, it doesn't hit quite the same as before. Yeah, sure. It, but um, so I just say this is a lot heavier than mm-hmm. Left 4 Dead, it, yeah, it, 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 um, just the movement speed to me is a you know tad bit. I mean, it's a lot slower. If anything, if any, it's like where Call of Duty is at one speed, and then the, there's a more technical shooter. This would be like a I think like a technical Left 4 mm-hmm. Dead because you do need a lot of teamwork, like um, a Rainbow Six almost. Yeah, exact. Great, thank you because I was oh. searching. Have uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, and 
I just found that you need a lot of teamwork, a lot of communication, which you did in Left 4 Dead, but I, I'm, I'm a bit of a lone wolf sometimes in these mm. games. I get a little impatient, and that you get punished tremendously in this game if you do that. Yeah, yeah. You, you have to be um, play. You really have to play this game the way the game wants you to play it. Yeah, uh, sure. I, I think that's right. But before we wrap, uh, the composer is uh, Jesper Kidd, who oh, did yeah. a game called Amok in the 90s that I love that is like a weird sci-fi mech game, but mm, I guess more recognizable, MDK2, Messiah, the original oh, yeah. Hitman, and the original Assassin's Creed. So, That's quite a CV. Yeah, pretty pretty experienced. Yeah, wow. Um, I, 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 I'm a little disappointed in this one because a lot of people are talking about it and a lot of people are, I, I think, pretty bullish on it. It is, I think if the progression hooks were stronger, I would be, and and more sort of like rewarding, I would be willing to put in the the time required to like really get into it. Um, but I, I don't know. I feel like a game, a, a game that is trying to be a like kind of games as service-y thing, that needs to be a pretty like damn good sales pitch for me to like really want to buy into that these days. And I don't know that this game has it necessarily, but as a like sit down and I have a half hour to kill and, you know, want to tear through a bunch of gooey guys for a half hour with some buddies. Like I, I think it scratches that itch really well. I think this is also a uh, we're all. Old I like dudes. how nasty that sounded. <laughs> I like how nasty that sounded. I'm not gonna let that go by. I like that. That's a good time. I I I think a lot of people who listen to the show who are younger than us and have more time are gonna really like this game. I, I think like the the Deep Rock Galactic crowd will yeah. like it, but I I I do think yeah, if you do not have time that you can easily commit and commit regularly. I'm probably not. Probably not. I, I would. I also want to say one thing because I went through the Steam reviews and I was and mm-hmm. not always the best idea, but in this case, a lot of hardcore Vermintide and Vermintide Two people that were very down on this game because they feel like a lot of the features that were in Vermintide Two have been stripped out, and this game, while they're promising that they'll come in the future, adds a lot more monetization hooks where you have to like, you know, spend real money to buy pants, cosmetic stuff. I love that. Um, so people love? were a little grumpy about that. Who so it's love worth mentioning. Real real pants money, real transactions. I think oh, that's yeah. the future of video. Yeah, games. you do. Um, <laughs> I think this game has a weird area that it lives in then, right? Because it I think it's too niche and too um the property doesn't speak to uh, like your just casual consumer. Yeah. Like for me and my friends, it's been like a, usually a choice between, hey, do we want to play a little bit of Dark Tide right now, or do we want to play Call of Duty right now? And because the Modern Warfare Two is a good good one this year, um, we tend to end up playing Modern Warfare or going into the DMZ because they're both, uh, you know, one's on Game Pass and, and DMZ is, is free. And, and so we just end up doing that because it's quicker. We can drop out. It doesn't feel like if we don't make it through the M um, that we didn't waste our time. And I think if you are a big 
fan of this series, it sounds like some people are upset about the things that they stripped out of it. So it's yeah. a little bit weird. But over under underneath, it's a great, well built game, mm-hmm. very enjoyable. But I would classify this as a game for people without jobs. If you don't got a job, <laughs> you need to escape your life for hours on end. You you want to get away for at least a half hour. This is a game for you. Going through a divorce. You need to smash some people in the face in 60 minutes plus. This is a game for you. Ron, how are you not doing game ads? You're missing out. Yeah, you'd be crushing it i can see a I lot of like divorced 20 year olds who are here <laughs> like yes yes great this is me uh we're gonna we're gonna uh, talk more about more video games uh, here in just a second so don't touch that dial it's got jam on it you go get a phone you just want a phone talk to your friends and family you're not asking so much then you get these contracts and you get ripped off because you got all this fine print little details and all of a sudden they're sucking money out of your pocket like some sort of digital leech. You know, the contract may sound good uh, up front, but there's always some sort of catch. You know who's not going to do that to you? Not going to pull that nonsense? Mint Mobile. Their wireless plans. There is no catch. $15 a month when you purchase a three-month plan. Mint Mobile's secret sauce is that they cut out the cost of retail stores and pass those savings directly on to you. You want to pay hundreds of dollars for, like literal hundreds of dollars for your wireless plan? Or you want to have a nice, easy solution, save some, put the bucks back in your pocket, pay 15 bucks a month. Say bye to your overpriced wireless plans, jaw-dropping monthly bills, the unexpected overages. Sound familiar? To get this new customer offer and get your new three-month unlimited wireless plan for just 15 bucks a month. Go to mintmobile.com slash besties. That's mintmobile.com slash besties. Cut your wireless bill to 15 bucks a month at mintmobile.com slash besties. Additional taxes, fees, and restrictions apply. See Mint Mobile for details. Y'all, you already know how much I love our sponsor of the week, rocket money they make it so easy to get your personal finances on track especially stop worrying about all these subscriptions that you have that you don't necessarily need keep the ones you want get rid of the rest here's how it works rocket money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions monitors your spending and helps lower your bills they'll even try to get you a refund for the last couple months of wasted money and negotiate to lower your bills for you by up to 20 percent all you have to do is take a picture of your bill and rocket money takes care of the rest that might sound too good to be true i have tried it myself on multiple different monthly payments i have and it's worked which is incredible and so much easier than getting on the phone with all these companies and trying to wrangle this yourself. Rocket Money has over 5 million users and has helped save its members an average of $720 a year with over $500 million in canceled subscriptions. So cancel your unwanted subscriptions by going to rocketmoney.com slash besties. That's rocketmoney.com slash besties rockandmoney.com slash besties.
Ron, it's it's always such a, a pleasure to have you on the show. We are ramping up to uh, our our goatee special. Got some big plans on that. Uh, you you probably won't be there for that unless one of us is on vacation, which like I hope the <laughs> they would have told the other three at this point. If yeah. that were the case, uh, w- w- would you oh, mind? I could make accidents happen. Oh no! <laughs> uh, <laughs> the ultimate heel turn. Will you share with us? Will you give us the gift of some of your goatee picks for 2022? Oh, I love to, and I oh, thank you so much because I used to went I would go on like giant bomb and stuff before all those things, and then I get to write articles about my favorite games of the year, and I love doing it. And then I haven't gotten a chance to do it in a couple of years. So normally by this time I have a big note list and everything put together, and I don't. So I have to kind of go off the top of my head. Um, so I'm going to start with the most obvious, and then think about what I remembered and what I loved and played this year. Um, so two things come off the top of my head. Of course, is Elden Ring, mm-hmm. um, which I think was, you know, just so eye-opening and wonderful for everyone except Did for you the do people. the full 200-hour, like, just no. destroy your life, Elden Ring? <laughs> I tried. I thought I was going to. You know, there was a good part of me, and then there's a point where I was like, ooh, this is getting real hard, and now they're throwing <laughs> multiple giants at me at once, and I'm not going to make it. But I still just, if, if they're, and I've heard them talking about, bringing in more of like the full overworld co-op and i think that could be bring me back to it oh my god if they do that i am so in that'd be amazing yeah because i just need somebody to carry me through the game i'd love that that would be the best if i got a guided tour through that beautiful world i would love it um it's a great game for it you know everybody but the horizon i feel so bad for the people who make the horizon games (laughs) every time they make a game another game in that same genre comes out and just reshapes the whole genre and they're just left with their dinosaur robot bones in their hands. <laughs> uh, yeah, every time. Breath of the Wild came out, the first one, and now yeah. Elden Ring, like right alongside. The two best open world games maybe of all time. Uh, <laughs> it's hard to hard to beat that, yeah. It's so difficult because, I mean, it took me maybe a good year to go back and play the first Horizon because of how good Breath the Wild was. And then I went to play Horizon and tried to climb a mountain straight up like I could in Zelda and I couldn't. And I was like, oh, no way. You're like, maybe if I make the right kind of spaghetti, it'll give me the climbing strength I need. To- oh, they, you can't make spaghetti in this game. What's the point? This, two out of ten. Um, and then... Um, I haven't even played the I played like five minutes of the new one but this is about my games of the year um, so that's the obvious one and then a personal pick for me is um, Ollie Ollie World oh, I really, yeah. really enjoyed that game this year I love a great skating game again like I said I love good pick up and play games um, when I got my Steam Deck it was a great first game to put on that and then I love black hairstyles like I said before that game is full of just mm. every type of representation and I man I, I love when double A companies or these smaller companies can do some of the things that these big triple A companies for some reason can't figure out and <laughs> yeah it's also great that. if you've played the other Ali Ali games or the other what not team seven that's the worms what, roll seven roll seven, roll uh, seven if, if you played yeah. their other games it's really cool to see like how stuff has evolved like how their their shit has evolved to culminate in Ali Ali world that is I feel like oh. a sleeper 
hit for for the year that I'm I wish more people would have checked out. Oh, they were on the way up. I really enjoyed Rollerdrome too. I thought it was like yeah. a little bit light on content, but um it's just to me is showing that like they got some ambition over there. I think they're gonna do some really good things. Were were there any other I wanted to ask because you mentioned the Steam Deck, were there any surprise Steam Deck addictions besides Ali Ali World? That's a good question. That you've been burning through. Uh Row Legacy Two. Oh, oh yeah, I love yeah, it. Yeah, man. I think that was the first game I put on my Steam Deck and I was just I was like, I can play this game in bed and on the toilet. This is amazing. <laughs> I love it. Such a great game. Um and then NBA two K eleven, uh, where I have been rewriting <laughs> history. I have <laughs> the greatest Chicago Bulls lineup ever assembled. We got a starting five consistent of Stephen Curry. Two years in, people don't even know how good he is. The announcer on the Bulls calls him Steven. And (laughs) 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 we got LeBron James. We got Taj Gibson. We got Ben Wallace. We got defense on our team. We And then we got Ray Allen. He's mentoring this young Stephen Curry. And (laughs) 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 and it's just really fun for me to go back and go oh i remember that player i remember this player and then um you know the emulation on on steam deck is so good it it looks almost like a it's a ps2 game it looks like a 360 game um so every night before bed i find myself playing one or two games of nba 2k 11 was 2k 11 like a notably beloved entry yeah, it was the Bulls one when they added the Chicago Bulls challenges from Michael oh, Jordan. Oh, oh, oh. Yeah. Um, anything else that you... Uh, oh, oh I, I do want to ask Ron, well, if there's any other goatee, like Dark Horse options, but I also had a question about 2023 and what you're mm-hmm. looking forward to. Oh, Starfield, of course. I'm mm. really excited about that. It seems like... Next year is going to be really good. Oh, Zelda, the new uh, Breath of the Wild. I really want to play. I want to. I want to put the first one on my Steam Deck so I can play through it again. Um, oh, if we want to talk about like my Dark Horse Game of the Year, I don't feel like this is a true Game of the Year, but right under for me, I really fell in love for a little bit with Cult of the Lamb. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. I just my just a big mix of a lot of things I love. I love the Zelda like dungeon action and then I enjoyed the Animal Crossing style town building and then I enjoyed the ritualistic sacrifices <laughs> forcing people to marry me that I named after my best friends. So <laughs> it really hit me on every level that I enjoyed and I'd love to see a sequel for that. Did you struggle with the final boss or am I just bad at video games? For Cult of the Lamb? Yeah. I didn't make it till the end. Okay, I just started building my cult out. <laughs> I just I really just started falling in love with cult building and decorating and stopped doing the dungeon crawling after a that while. That is kind of how cults work. So maybe you had the more true experience, you know. You, and, you get and it and it get started a making me look up cults. I started re well, I grew up in Oregon and we had they had the Osho code over there, the Ranishis, and I was like, I'm gonna oh, watch yeah. this Netflix documentary. <laughs> and then you were like, yeah, they, they got some great ideas actually. This game has opened my eyes. These guys these guys are on to something. There are no AKs in uh Cult of the Lamb as far as I'm aware. So they can't really guard the compound. The only great idea I thought was like, man, if I was a um a weird billionaire or just a 
fashion guy, I'd probably be like, let's let's relaunch this as a fashion company. These pink outfits that they all wear. <laughs> <laughs> These are kind of hot. Let's just like relaunch this as a like, boom, you it, you know, wear these clothes. It makes you feel like you're at a, a drugged out orgy, you know? Sure. 100%. Uh, uh, I think it is time for honorable mentions. Yeah, Fresh, what, what, what else have you been playing? Okay, I played a little game. This is a good, we're talking about Steam Deck games. This is a good Steam Deck game. It's called Astronite. It is a, surprise, surprise, Metroidvania, which is my favorite sub-genre in gaming. And it is basically a throwback to, like, Metroid 1. Like, even before Super Metroid. The, like, graphics are really simple and basic, and you could really only like fire either up or straight ahead. There's no like diagonal firing in this. And I don't know. There's something like very just throwback. It kind of reminded me of um what was that called? Gato Roboto. Oh, oh sure. Yeah. So like in that vibe. So if you're looking for like a light, uh relatively short, I think it was like five or six hours, like not long game. Um yeah, was, I like found it really charming. It, it, definitely difficult at times. There's some like really tricky platforming challenges, but uh, I've been hankering for new Metroidvanias, and there have not been a ton. Um, so it's been uh, a nice little staple on my Steam Deck. Nice. Uh, we're gonna talk about it on Bestie or sorry, Resties in a few days. But Need for Speed Unbound. Oh, how is it? They made a good Need for Speed game. That's all I need to hear. Yeah, it, it's Criterion. And, you know, the, the great racing game developer, uh, best known for uh, Burnout Paradise, I mean, the whole Burnout series, um, and Need for Speed Hot Pursuit, the, the one from, I don't know, probably 10 years ago at this point. But this is, I mean, it, 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 it's very Burnout Paradise, like very, very Burnout Paradise. It is not as open as Forza Horizon or where those sorts of games have gone more recently, that said, it feels just really good to have an arcade racer. Um, yeah. You know, kind of in the vein of Blur, almost. Wow. Um, Jesus. Yeah. That's a... It's, that's a, a, that's a, a I haven't cut. heard that name mentioned in these parts for... Uh, <laughs> or Midnight Club would be another comparison. But yeah, it, 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 it's pretty cool. It kind of looks like it has big, uh, like, Need for Speed Underground energy, which was maybe the most... I, I think the most Need for Speed I ever played was Need for Speed Underground for PSP. Or PS Vita, one of those PS consoles. Oh, man. Uh, but this is the first game from Criterion in, like, ages. Yes. Like they, yeah, they've been a they've support been, developer for a long right. time, yeah. Which is such a waste yeah. for the amount of talent that was on that team. Well, then they get folded into, like, Ghost Games or something. There was some other studio yeah, that was, like, a yeah, fusion. Yeah, did of, some shit. Yeah. And I think they were making, like, racing segments in, like, Battlefield games. And a lot of their talent, like, leadership left to go form their own studio. It's a whole thing. Needless to say, whoever is still there knows how to make video games, which rules. I'm really happy about it. I love the art style. Yeah, I do. Yeah. Had so much of the, uh, you know, that Spider-Man style uh, that they put in it. And, and particularly, I appreciate it because my son is a big racing game fan and a big, in particular, Need for Speed series fan. So no matter whether it's good, bad, or trash, I had to buy it. And so for him to actually play it for more than a half hour is really a good victory for me. And I, <laughs> I'm, I'm going to start playing it, I think. But because I, I, I mean, Burnout, Burnout Paradise, Burnout uh, Takedown is one of my favorite oh, games. Yeah. So 
Um, I I love that developer, so I'm glad to hear that. Was that the fourth? Was Takedown the one that followed? No, Burnout Three Takedown. What was what was four? Four had like a weird subtitle. That one was great too. Um, I have I have restart. I have started my second run of Elden Ring. Uh, I, oh my I had a, a, a train trip last Friday uh, to Philadelphia and uh, needed something to play. And I was like, you know what? It's time. And uh, it is pretty cool how much that game has changed. Uh, I, I played through it pretty quickly and feverishly when it first came out. And now there's like, there's more sort of stuff to do. They have balanced the game out. They just launched a patch like yesterday yeah. that adds like these different Coliseum modes, which like PVP has never been my thing <laughs> in FromSoft games. Um, but it's cool that they can- I think you can do 3v3 like giant battles. That's now, really sick. Wild. That's really cool. But it, it, there's something about going back and playing it now that there is like way more sort of institutional knowledge about things like builds and secrets and all kinds of that. When I played the game the first time, I basically made like the cheesiest sort of magic build. There's like a build that you could do where you drink a certain potion and then use a certain spell and you can one shot bosses. And I yep. leaned on that a lot and probably robbed myself of some of that like challenge and reward. Uh, and now there's, you know, a lot of a lot of different builds that you can go for. I'm going with a, a, a dragon spell-based build that mm. is uh, really, really, really cool and, like, has me playing the game in a completely different way. Uh, that that game beats ass. They, nobody else needs me to tell them that. Um, and Marvel Snap. Check it out. N- yeah. You haven't heard of it. <laughs> uh, Marvel Snap, also new season, just launched yesterday. Silver Surfer season. Uh, you know, I'm going to try and get that Infinite variant uh, in, up in the season pass, uh, I pretty much exclusively play an Infinite deck. These, have you checked that one out yet, Ron? Have you played Marvel? Snap? Oh, I'll be snapping. You know, I'll be snapping. Okay. I can't <laughs> wait till I can snap with my friends because that's who I want to destroy and defeat. Yeah, <laughs> and uh, make them retreat. <laughs> I'm sorry, Ed, the rhyme was right there. I'm sorry. That was good. Uh, but yeah, Ron, is there anything else you're playing right now and or watching? It doesn't have to be a video game. It can be a thing you're watching. It's up to you. Just watching a lot of wrestling from 91 and 92 from WCW Super Brawls, but we don't need to really get into that. Uh, but playing, uh, there's this game that I think if you're a fan of, like we talked about, if you, if you got a job, if you if you don't got much time, if you need just some instant gratification, there's this game called Evil West that I've been really oh, yeah. enjoying. Just a PS2 style hack and slash. It's just like if they took uh, Devil May Cry and then just gave it the prettiest graphics of today, and then it was also all about vampires. It's you know like Devil May Cry mixed with Red Dead Redemption because they're cowboys, and I love. <laughs> uh, the cheesy voice acting that we don't really get as much anymore. We usually either get good voice acting, very good voice acting, or just bad. We don't get this, like, cheesy on the nose as much anymore. It reminds me of, like, the first Gears of War in that way, or, like, uh, Resident Evil before they went back and re-recorded the lines and stuff. And so I really like that game a lot. It's, like, my good uh veg out after work or if i'm stressed out and just like keep moving forward head towards the shiny thing and then the uh action is very just intense and enjoyable i really is like it, it is that a steam deck joint that you're playing or is it, uh, this, it 
think it's on. I could put it on my Steam Deck. It's definitely I'm playing on Steam, but I don't know if I played on my deck at all with this. I usually I just I feel like it would definitely run. It, it yeah, feels like a you're game describing a PlayStation yeah. Two yeah. game. Yeah, yeah. No, but it is pretty. It looks it's very it looks pretty. nice. Pretty. Yeah, yeah. They used yeah. to make like a hundred of these a year. I feel like in the Xbox 360 era, like. Yeah. You're just drowning these things. Uh, I forgot we could talk about things that we've watched. I wanted to give a special shout out to uh, Spirited uh, on the Apple TV platform. It's oh, I haven't a, watched that yet. Man, it's been a while since I feel like a new like Christmas movie has joined the the canon. And uh, man, it is fucking great. It's a music. It's like a Scrooge. Uh, or like, yeah, you it's know, a Christmas Carol. It's right? sort of about the logistics of what goes into a Christmas Carol style haunt of a bad person. Uh, it's got Will Ferrell and Ryan Reynolds, and uh, the music is exceptional. It's from the, I think the writers of, uh, oh man, what's the sad? <laughs> Dear Evan Hansen. Okay, good. I'm glad I could pull that. Uh, yeah, they've written a bunch of stuff, uh, but yeah, it's 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 really 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 great. It, it's one of those movies that like in the first like five minutes, like basically with the first opening number, I was like, oh, this is a great Christmas movie that I'm going to watch. Uh, routinely every every holiday season. Uh, it really so nice. really gets you fired up. Yeah, it's great. I can't recommend it. Enough. I love hearing that, and also it just I wish for me personally, mentally, that I could separate myself because the whole half the time you said that I was like, oh man, that sounds so great, and then you started really talking about how good it was, and I was like. How come I didn't get? I didn't even hear about getting an audition for this. <laughs> <laughs> Here's the thing, though, Ron. You're already getting that Apple money because you're a regular on Loot, which is great, and got picked up for a second season. But you're fantastic in that show. I love it. It's it's very light and like a great office comedy. Um, and uh, it is so time for plugs. Oh, <laughs> that wasn't even time for plugs. I actually like the show. No, I know you. And it, in the the segue has been made, and I want to hear plugs. <laughs> Ron is Howard on loot. I'll I, just start right there. <laughs> I am Howard on, and he's loot. great. He, uh, he has. I love the costumes they put you in. It's awesome. Oh, thank you. I like it. Well, you know, one thing I really love about that is that if you watch the show, like everybody's pretty dressed up or businessy. Yeah, and then I get to come and just like <laughs> wear my actual clothes or the fucking like giant that. Goku shirt. Like yeah. I love that. It really makes me so happy. Uh, sometimes I get jealous because I'm like, ooh, Joel's wearing his like, designer suit. But I'm like, oh, my God, yeah, for 12 hours. So yeah, right. I'm going to go get out of here. With You've got this. a hoodie and a shirt. It's great. Yeah, it's the best. And I love it. I get to work with Maya Rudolph and Nat Faxon and all these cool people and Joel and just... I, um, they're all nerd. I mean, that's oh, I can relate it to this podcast because I went in there and I was very nervous and I was like, oh, I'm gonna work with Maya Rudolph. I'm gonna freak out. I gotta tell her how much I love her before I can even work with her, you know. And uh, these people who got Emmy nominations and, and, and Michaela from from Pose, and so I was a little intimidated. And I come in, I'm a little nerd. I got my Nintendo Switch and stuff, and um, and then we're all sitting on a break, and I look over, and Michaela got her switch out playing pokemon <laughs> and joel's got his switch out playing pokemon and i'm like oh this is a cool job i like it that is cool We're games are not just for us you know indoor indoor kids as uh as would you say they've come a long way since pac-man i wouldn't say that necessarily like mm -hmm. i still feel like there's room to grow sure um Ron, where else can people find you? 
He's doing so much stuff. Oh, the black. I know, but, but there should be more things. He's, Keep it going. Sure. Uh, Harley Quinn, HBO Max. Yeah. We just finished the third season. He's King Shark. So good. King Shark. Um, we got fourth season coming soon. Awesome. So- Look out for that. Um, I'm in a show coming out. I'm really excited about um, next year on Nickelodeon uh, called Rock, Paper, Scissors. It's me and Thomas Lennon from Reno 911 and Carlos Rocky who from Reno 911 and also Rocco from Rocco's Modern Life. <gasps> and we played three roommates. Rock, Paper, Scissors is very funny, very silly. Uh, it's got a lot of great talent like Melissa Villasenor and Benson oh, nice. Sidero and Eddie Pepper tone so a what? lot of comedic yes, com- yeah, this okay great. you get what I'm putting on. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, you get what I'm saying. It's gonna oh be Oh my real gosh, fun. this sounds is this the awesome. new We Bear Bears? Is that is that what you guys are going for? Like, I, I, I would never try to compare to a wee bear bear. I will, we just trying to do ourselves, but I think it's really funny. What does Andy Pepitone, who, who does he play in this show? Oh, you got to find out. Oh, <laughs> I am so out. excited. Now, I'm going to force my child around. to learn to love this show immediately. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and that's, you know, that's the market they're going for, for the kids to enjoy, but also for a bunch of parents to be like, what? I'm like, what? There's some real funny funny jokes in it. And then I'm in a movie coming out uh, in February called 80 for Brady, which is about Tom Brady. And it's got Lily Tomlin and Rita Marino and uh, Jane Fonda and me and Guy Frieri. <laughs> I watched the trailer. That Holy movie shit. looks hilarious. <laughs> It is so fun and silly. Yeah. Um, I had such a blast working with those women. True, you know, obviously legends, and they were so cool and nice to me. Um, and it's so funny because you go online and you, obviously how online is, and you see these people be like, "This movie looks like it sucks." And I'm like, "How could you watch this silly little trailer and get <laughs> mad?" You know, it's like just this a is bunch like the of perfect. I know they're maybe designing it for like an older demographic. I would get so blazed. And just like go to the theater and have a good time. Like that is that kind of movie for me. Well, yeah, but that's what you get too. Is that like, uh, that's one of the reasons that attracted to me. And I was like, oh, this is just like one of the movies they make you go see. Like this is like, if you, <laughs> this guy, like if you don't like comedy, there's Tom Brady and sports and all the stuff. And if you do like comedy, there's like Lily Tomlin, legends. There's legends of comedy in this. They hired, a, I mean, it's cameos. I don't even, you know, I just want to get a couple, but like there were, I was so surprised how many funny people they hired for that movie and let us just like improvise and have a lot of fun. And I, I mean, I'm going to go see it and I don't go see all my stuff. So I'm excited <laughs> about it. Awesome. Um, I want to thank you, Ron, for all that. And thank you for joining us. Oh, uh, always it's a pleasure. Been a total delight. I wanted to thank the following people for writing reviews for the besties on Apple Podcasts. We've got. Ezra Kize is how I'm going to pronounce uh, it. Kize is how I'm going to pronounce that. I have no idea. Both boy or boy. Wrong. Yeah, it's probably wrong. <laughs> You're right. But it was just your lack of confidence, I think. Uh, yeah. yeah. I should have just leaned into but it. But we can't start holding that against you now. Like, Please that feels no. like a weird Please don't. precedent. C. Uh, Bradio3252 and Cute Cat Collector. Thank you for writing reviews for the best news on Apple Did Podcasts. you think boy or boy? Did I thank Boyer Boy? If not, Boyer Boy. Sure. And here, here's stuff that we talked about this week. We talked about a lot of Warhammer 40k Dark Tide. We also talked about 
Astronite, Need for Speed Unbound, Elden Ring, Marvel Snap, Spirited on Apple TV+, Evil West, and WCW matches from 1991 to 1992. That is functionally useless, I feel, like, as a recommendation to it. Y'all, if you want to follow the action of this episode of the besties go watch every wrestling match from well, but the, ron, those are some doing, great matches ron also has a podcast about wrestling that's ron, right it's probably a better sort it's of it's called one fall it's on spotify right it's on spotify spotify live for two more weeks so and then go. that whole platform is apparently going oh we've been there i've been there before too i don't i'm like ooh, free okay Uh, you you go out of your end right (laughs) (laughs) we call that having a quibby we call Uh, that yeah (laughs) that quibby quibby we call that a quick robbery (laughs) (laughs) uh thank you so much for listening to the besties please join us again next what is next week what are we doing Cody. oh my god it starts part one does it really? Wow. Okay. Yeah. It's about to and, go. and just a reminder if Justin is not here, Ron killed Justin and replaced him. So there should be no doubt. Yeah. I'll um, see you next week. <laughs> uh, uh, we've got we got some plans for the goatee that I'm very excited about. I think it's gonna I think it's gonna be a fun conversation. Maybe even an unexpected one. But yep. you'll just have to find out what that means next week on the besties, because shouldn't the world's best friends pick the world's best games? Besties!